Welcome to Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of horror one episode at a time. I'm Jackie. And I'm Erica. So what are we drinking? What are you drinking? Well, I'm having a Starbucks iced green tea matcha with whipped cream. Yeah, fancy drink there. All green. It's so good. It almost looks scientific. It does. looks like a sci-fi experiment. Yeah, exactly. Um, And you? I am having a homemade white chocolate iced coffee. Yum. Because it's too damn hot in Florida. Yes, it is. As always. And a hot coffee right now just didn't seem right. Well, that's why I'm having an iced (laughs) drink as well. (laughs) It's even hot in this room. I know. (laughs) Today, we digressed. Oh, yes. We definitely digressed because we just had to do this one. We had to. It came up that it's on our streaming service. We we had to do this movie. Yeah. We're for talking sure. about Barbarian. I mean, we watched it in the theater. We talked about it in our 13 minutes. And it, it deserves. deserves. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. It, 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 it deserves it. Yeah. It deserved more. Absolutely. And it deserves that second watch to see one. You know, there's always that concern. Are you just mystified by the first watch because it's so new and fresh mm-hmm. does it hold up a second time yeah and uh, and if it's still amazing there's so much to dive into there's so much going on it's and i have to say right off the bat it was amazing the second time yep if not better because mm-hmm. now you're you're over the shock so you can really pay attention to what's going on well now the second watch was us watching it as podcasters right I mean, we did at the theater, but it's hard because it's not a movie you know. Well, yes, we did at the theater, but honestly, I was just enjoying the movie yeah. when we saw it that first time. Plus, it had been a long time since we had gone to the actual movies. Yes. I think that was our first time back in a long time to watch a horror movie. Yes. I think it was a year before that we went to watch Conjuring 3. Right. And this was the perfect gateway to yes. go back to the theater. It's fun. It's unpredictable. I've read... It's so, creepy as hell. Yes, it is scary. And it has a lot of themes going on. Mm-hmm. And I keep reading the same reviews, the same reactions, that it's unpredictable, which yep. is always fun in a horror movie because we don't really get that anymore. Mm-hmm. Some A lot of movies end up being predictable. It's it's a fun movie. It's a ride. It's You leave the theater not knowing what just happened, but you knew what happened. Right. You, you just don't expect this movie. Yeah. And then it happens and you're like, oh my God. Yes. I was laughing, screaming, laughing, screaming. And amazed. (laughs) And your skin crawls a lot in this movie. Mm Because there are certain scenes that, oh, they just give me the (laughs) heebie-jeebies, to say the least. And I will still stand by my reaction when we first saw it, which was, what the fuck did I just see? Yeah. And the less you know about it... The better. The better. That's another big thing with watching this movie that I've read in online or when I've heard podcasts about it, go in knowing 
as least you know as little as possible do- even the trailer the mm-hmm. trailer when i watched it said nothing said nothing which it just, is great yes which was the best thing all you knew was bill skarsgård is in it and justin long mm-hmm. i'm in yeah i'm in because i mean obviously we know who you know horror horror fans pretty much know who bill skarsgård is mm-hmm. he is pennywise right. so of course i'm in in mm-hmm. another horror movie sure yep. justin long we know him from jeepers creepers right you know way back then so i want to see where all these characters are mm-hmm but here's something. If you have not seen Barbarian, stop. Stop right now. Run. Don't walk. Go watch it. Run. And then come back and listen to our podcast. I really don't want to mess this up for anyone who is on the first go around of this movie because you will want to watch it again. I Agreed. promise you. I want to watch it again. So do I. <laughs> so do I. If it wasn't because I had to do something last night, I would have probably watched it again mm-hmm. to prepare for today mm-hmm. because it's just so enjoyable it is it is it, it really is, is a roller coaster ride yeah i'm going to say it right now it is my and i mean i haven't finished watching all the movie all the horror movies that have come out this year i haven't watched nope yet which i think is along this same line where you don't Mm-hmm. know what you're getting yourself into so i'm very interested to rent that one and see it so we'll see i haven't watched um bodies 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 i don't anticipate that being better than this but you never know right um so i still have to but i'm i'm gandering that this is going to be my horror movie i of the have year. to agree with you i yeah. i'm there with you we do need to watch those before we compile our best of yeah um for the coming year and um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing mm-hmm. those other ones and then just say, yeah, no. <laughs> right. Although I do have to say I really enjoyed Pearl. I enjoyed Pearl, but I, for my second runner up so far, you know, because we haven't seen those, is Men. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that one. Which I know is not a very popular opinion, but that movie, since I watched it that first time, which means I have to watch it again because you have to see them on the second go, that movie has not left my mind. It is. It has not. There's for something, me. Yeah, and I agree with you. There's mm-hmm. something about that movie that's unsettling. It's yeah. It's unnerving and it kind of leaves you... I don't know, not feeling that great in mm-hmm. a good way. I don't know how to explain yeah. not feeling great and it being good at the same time. But yeah, yeah that's but I know I, I know you loved Pearl because I know you I I think I figured out that you really like characters like her. Yes, I do. <laughs> like a Jack Torrance and, per, you know, the psychological characters. Mm-hmm. So I could see you maybe nominating that one as your second runner up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But for me, men is really that whole artsy art film for me. But it hit right. And mm-hmm. I re- like I said, it, it has not left my mind. And that means something to me well, with you, any movie. You tend to like a lot of the what is it? Elevated horror. Oh, yes. I love that term. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Scream 5. I got that from Scream 5 when they called it Elevated Horror. I'm like, oh, that's it. Yeah. That's the name. And I I get it. Um, You have kind of gotten me into them as well. Mm -hmm. I am pretty much open to anything within the horror genre. I don't know... At one point, it was probably zombie movies, mm-hmm. but then they over-zombied the movies with that genre Yeah, that 
it kind of spoiled it for me in a way. And then The Walking Dead kind of really ruined it for me because I kind of, I don't know, it, it just... Wow. Yeah. That, that makes me sad, though, because that's your... It, I always, it's always been my genre, even yeah. before it became the thing and popular. Yeah, but you can't let that... I know, as, I know. You know, make your... I mean, do you know how many found footage films there are out there? I, know. I mean, and I still love them. I will yeah. consume every single one, good or bad, because I just find them entertaining. But I still think of you as zombie queen. Yeah. Like they are your movies. Yeah. Zombie and end of the world scenario. Yeah. Yeah, those, I know you love those, that. I, I love those. And, and they're both basically the same thing. Yeah. Because usually honestly, if there's a zombie apocalypse, it is definitely the, the end, end of, of the, the world. world. <laughs> okay. There is no way we are surviving that 100%. I, I would say that that's just not doable. And end of the world movies, I like them because. Because it could be possible. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. I hear And you. I don't want them to ever have a happy ending. They need to just die <laughs> yes i get it i get what's it what's the name of the one that we discussed recently and i know we're going off topic but this this podcast is going to be like that we're yeah. not following our normal trajectory um oh my gosh uh, is it, it don't look up okay yes that that was a different apocalypse movie because it was and, the comment we need to talk about that at some time maybe rewatch it because i really liked that movie and i loved the end of that movie, even though it left me incredibly sad at the end. I didn't enjoy that movie. I know you didn't. I'm surprised that I didn't because I like Adam McKay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love the cast. Yeah. You couldn't ask for a better cast. You have Leo. I, I mean, you need to see it again. Maybe I had this discussion with my husband recently, like with music, mm -hmm. right? I feel like it's more in music than in movies, but I think I have to start applying it with certain movies. You have when an, when an album comes out for your favorite artist, you listen to it. Mm -hmm. You have to give it a couple of listens. Yes, you do because you listen to it the first time. This happened to me recently with um with an artist, and I liked it, but I was still focused on the previous album that I was kind of let down. And I'm like, no, I have to. It's it's a different. Mm -hmm. sound it's a different art form right and artists change right mm -hmm. so i had to listen to it, and now i'm hooked on it so it's <laughs> because you have to sometimes give things a second watch or second listen through to catch it and just absorb it mm -hmm. consume it however you want to call it nowadays so maybe right. i do okay i went on a tangent but <laughs> you did and that's fine <laughs> um because i understand where you're coming from I, I, but i do think you might want to give it a second watch I really enjoyed that movie. I it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. Because it's kind of funny. Yeah, Adam McKay has funny moments. But not really. I mean, I get, it's, it's not a horror movie, but I guess what's happening movie, is pretty horrible. It's horrifying what how it ends up. Yeah. So I don't know how we got into this, but oh yes, I was talking about any of the world scenario. Oh yes. That, and zombie and being kind of similar to that. So on that note, yes. you will, well, I mean, obviously we don't know how the show is going to be, but I'm excited. Mm -hmm. You're hopefully excited for that reason. Mm -hmm. um, the Last of Us, yes. I think you will enjoy. Mm -hmm. Based on the trailer, it looks um, 
pretty accurate to the game. I haven't played the game in years right. uh, since it came out, but the but game I remember, was fun. I remember you talking about it a yeah. lot. I think you even talked to your dad about it too. Yeah. And um, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I have not seen the trailers. This is a show or a movie? It's a show. Oh, Oh, yay. Yeah. I need a show like that. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Which, you know, it's it's the same. It's probably the same thing like any zombie or Walking Dead, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's a different relationship. We'll see. So I'm excited for it. It comes okay. out in January for my birthday month. So that's exciting. Oh, wow. You know? Okay. So it's close by. It's very close by. Yeah. I'm kind of... I, I need... Some kind of show like that. I'm yeah. missing. I'm watching, and I think you're watching it too, which is funny. The Watcher, the show. Uh, yeah. I have one episode to finish, and uh, it started strong. Yeah, but now I, I watched episode four. I, I don't remember if I even finished it. Yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to oh, no, no. give you that opinion. Oh, I don't care. And you haven't um, finished. You know, I don't mind even knowing spoilers, it, except that's for true. Barbarian. I think that's the one movie I would have been like, nah, I'm not. No, don't tell me a don't damn tell thing me about anything. it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of not feeling it, but I'm invested. So I need to finish right. it. The good thing about The Watcher is that it's seven episodes. So once I finish this, I'm going to watch Midnight Club and hopefully oh, that. I can't wait to see that. Me too. Because and, Mike Flanagan. And since you have taken it into the Mike Flanagan thing. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that article I sent you about the Flativerse? <laughs> that is so amazing. I hope he continues to grow. Um, I didn't get a chance to read it. I'm sorry. But I oh, did. Oh, great. <laughs> How unusual. I was at work. So? What do you mean so? Go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, I get it. I, get, I figured you would maybe, but yeah, you but- had a busy last time last night so i get it yeah but yeah, one of her cats had to go into the urgent care and and he's fine now but i should have read it then i was there for four hours yes you were but i was preparing for barbarian <laughs> actually i was watching youtube videos well, and good. all that that's good anyway but what were we saying we were talking oh, about flativerse i think that's great i saw i follow him on instagram and i i mentioned it to you he was at the Stanley Hotel with one of the actresses that he uses in pretty much all his shows. I can't remember her name right mm-hmm. now. I know um, who you mean because you've mentioned it to me many yeah. times. And they were at the Stanley Hotel during like Halloween and they were doing tours. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Did he hear you maybe? I don't know. But that is so great. If I'm he... just going to I'm going to pump this up because <laughs> could you imagine if in the credits it said thanks to Erica. Oh at... Jesus. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure there has to be someone else who probably thinks that way and right. I mean, I would be sadly happily pumped because I there are certain movies where I don't think they should be remade. Right. Um and this The Shining would be one, but if it was going to be, it's him. Right. Him or wh- who else did I say? I think uh, I can't remember right now. I'm too excited. I don't remember you mentioning but him, anyone else but Mike Flanagan. After watching Doctor Sleep, and especially because he kind of, it's not that he remade it, but he had the Overlook cameo and mm-hmm. so many shining, original shining moments in it. It was so exciting to see it redone. Mm-hmm. And but it still had a vibe right. that it was an homage to the original. Oh my God, I would be so happy if yeah. he did do it. So the fact that he was there, I'm like, why is he there? Why is he there? And I want to go there too, of course. Of and course. it was all snowing and everything. it nice. looked like the movie. Oh, so it was cool. like, oh my God. 
so exciting. And, and on that note, um, thank you for sending me that video from YouTube on you like The that, Shining huh? and the music behind it. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, but where I was going with that is that there is a possibility <laughs> that he might be considering doing, thank you, Archie, mm-hmm. the Dark Towers <gasps> as an actual- As a series? As a series. It oh, has to be. Oh, that'd be great. There is no way. Right. I mean, that movie that was created, I love Idris Elba, but- But it wasn't true to what the book- it, and it, They wanted to put so much into yeah. it. Yeah. That it was ridiculous. That what is it? Yeah, I can't even remember I think it's anymore. Seven books, seven right? books yeah. that are monstrous. And I read the whole thing. Yeah. And it is such a beautiful journey to the end that you need a series for that. So that made me very excited because if they did that, you know I will be watching that. I will well. binge watch that shit if I can. <laughs> <laughs> because I love those books. So that's what I sent you. It's not a hundred percent. There's not no reality behind it, but mm. um, it would be good if he did that. I think that would be great. That's kind of like saying you put all seven Harry Potter books into one movie. That's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. I watched the da- the da- the Dark Tower movie because I only read the first book and half of the second one, which right. I will have to revisit. But I have it's a commitment, so I have to really it is be ready for that a commitment. Like I had to commit to it and the stand. Yeah. And that took a long time because I was in school at the same time. But but these books with Stephen King take a lot of commitment, the yes, longer ones. Yeah. <clears throat> but I actually liked The Dark Tower, but as a separate I I watched it as a movie on its own. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. It was very entertaining, so I can only imagine if you really open that up. Yeah. And I thought Matthew and I'm not a huge Sorry, hot take. I'm not a huge Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey, whatever, however you pronounce his last name. I'm not a huge fan of him, but I thought he was great as a villain. He was great. He as could a be man a villain. Because yeah. I really didn't have anyone in mind for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there was a lot of controversy about Idris Elba, and personally, I think he was great, so... I can see him as a Western cowboy any day. Hell yeah. Well, I can see him as anything. Well, I can see him as anything. He's so good looking. He's very... I love... I mean... He has this elegant talks about him that is amazing. Yeah. He's so cool. And he's great in Luther. (laughs) Don't even get me started, because then we'll never finish I know. We'll never even get to Barbarian. I know. But... (laughs) I loved him in the role of the gunslinger. Yeah. I would not object to him being in the series. Hint, hint, uh, Mike Flanagan, should you want to go in that direction. Right. And McConaughey definitely as the man in black. Yeah, he was great. He did. Actually, his, and I'm not a fan either. Yeah. There's something about him that is off-putting to me. But I think that that one off-putting thing works with that character. Yeah. Perfect. So, agree. The man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed. followed. That is the opening line to the first of the seven yeah. books. It has I've never, never forgotten that. Neither have I because it's, yeah. it it gets you from the very beginning. I know when I read the first book, I just thought of Clint Eastwood. Yeah. I wonder if most people think I, that. I, I could have sworn that I read somewhere <clears throat> that Perhaps Stephen King had molded it with that in mind. Got it. That look, that persona, um, even the cover of it. 
Yeah. And for many years, I had that as my screensaver. Do you remember yeah, I back do remember in my that. old Mac? Mm-hmm. And I, I saved it because I'm going to put it back up eventually because I love it. Yeah. But there was a Clint Eastwood-ish feel, feel. to it. Yeah. Um, and again, I still think Idris Elba was great in the role. And yeah. Mike Flanagan, you could really cast him. And if he agrees, it would be fantastic. It would. So... All right. Okay. So Since we we have what? digressed for twenty minutes. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do this dive into Barbarian. Okay. Okay. Now that we've rambled on, you want to go on. in? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Wow. Okay. You went there. I went there. <laughs> I had to throw in a Led Zepp thing. Good song though. It is. Um. You want to go into the plot? Do your dramatic reading. Traveling to Detroit for a job interview, a young woman books a rental home. But when she arrives late at night, she discovers that the house is double booked and a strange man is already staying there. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the evening, but soon discovers that there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. This is great Mm -hmm. because it literally tells you nothing, which is honestly what the trailer gave us right nothing nothing i mean the trailer from the at least the one i saw was just her getting there Mm -hmm. and double booked yeah that's it that's all you get and your imagination flies right and then of course it takes an extra bit of a flight because they they show you bill skarsgård real quick yeah and then you're like oh Mm -hmm. but it's not what you're expecting (laughs) No. Far from it. I'll I'll do some, I mean, I have basic movie facts so we can just dive in. Mm -hmm. The Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 92 and the audience gave it 70. Boo on the audience. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know. No. I know. And I'm surprised because honestly, I haven't spoken to someone or read reviews that say the opposite so i'm kind of surprised at the low audience score i mean it's not super low it's not but but i would have expected it to be way in the 90s same yeah that's okay yeah and the budget is 4.5 million and it grossed 44.4 million dollars so far so far so far so far let's get into this yeah would you like to introduce our cast of characters absolutely the main character, her name is Tess, and then we have Keith, who is played by Bill Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Then there is AJ, mm-hmm. who is Justin Long. Yep. Then we have Frank, who is what we'll call the old man from the past. Mm-hmm. And then there is the mother creature. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know what else to call her. Well, I, that's what everyone refers to her. Yeah. As and surprisingly, I'm sure you have this little fact. Mm-hmm. This is played by a man. I did read that somewhere. And you can kind of tell that it's a man under there. I don't know that you can tell. The face was- looks kind of manly-ish, but it's it's okay because since she's deformed and because she's been down there for so long, it's it plays well. Yeah. Plus, she's very tall. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She is creepily tall. <laughs> elongated she tanked she like dangles it's just awkward it's lanky but in a very very scary way Mm -hmm. so those are the cast of characters at least the main ones yeah okay we open the movie with tess 
getting to this Airbnb, right? And we we find out right away that it's double booked right. with Keith. Mm-hmm. We find out. Right? Who is Bill Skarsgård? Who is Bill Skarsgård? One thing that was never answered, I mean, I don't think it's supposed to be, when she gets to this Airbnb, she seems frazzled mm-hmm. or in a hurry. I don't know. She gets two phone calls after the other from her boyfriend, whose name is Marcus, and she ignores the call. Right. It was never addressed later. I'm assuming the relationship is over or ending, something was up. Mm -hmm. But the thing with that is, well, maybe not. I guess if you're going through a breakup, like her just disappearing, he wouldn't think that's odd. But if he didn't know where she was going, how would he look for her? And she's ignored his calls. Right. So, all right. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's raining, if it's I recall. It's raining. Yeah. It's pitch black outside except for the light on the porch. So you don't really see the neighborhood that she's in. Right. Not really. Exactly. Okay. You just see this decent house. Cute. It is very cute. Mm-hmm. And Keith lets her in, and they're both frazzled by the fact that they're double booked. Mm-hmm. Now, this the theme is already presenting itself in this whole opening, what I call the first act of this movie, because mm-hmm. it feels like this movie has three movies in it. Right. That culminate into one end. Yeah. Right. Because there's... So he's off-putting, right? Because he's a very good-looking man, mm-hmm. but he's also kind of creepy, now, I read a lot about it. I've heard some podcasts about it. Is it because he's Pennywise mm-hmm. that we are automatically already maybe scared of him mm-hmm. as the audience, as the character? Are we scared of Keith because of his past role? He has a... I think the director did that intentionally. At least yeah. that's what I got from that interview that you sent That's me. what I got from it, too. Like, it was on purpose to make you unsettled. Right. Yes, we did listen to an interview on The Ringer, the Big Picture podcast, that they did an inter- uh Sean Fennessy did an interview with the director of the movie, and it was very interesting, mm-hmm. which we can sprinkle throughout. Right. Because it was, it's always cool to hear how these movies come about and up-and-coming directors and things like that. Right. So he's creepy already, but he's very charming and he's he's being the nice guy, but mm-hmm. he's being so awkward. Because the situation is, is awkward. awkward. But it's so it's palpable. But hold on. <laughs> Here is something that I did find interesting on this second watch. Mm-hmm. Your dad watched it with us mm-hmm. and he, he doesn't know Bill Skarsgård from anyone else. He's not into that true. whole thing. True. And he, he didn't remember Pennywise. Exactly. Right. And he That's was true. like, this guy is, he was immediately saying this is the guy. That's true. And I mean, everybody thought he was the bad guy. Right. Everyone thinks he's the bad guy. Right. Immediately. It's an awkward situation. He has an awkward mannerism during that whole introductory phase when they're getting to know each other. He and Tess, like, yeah. hey, here's my reservation. Where's yours? How's Here's mine. You know, right. back and forth. Right. And then this maddening obsession with making her tea. Yes. What is everybody's obsession with making tea when something is going wrong? Right. Is it because it's calming? I don't know, because I'm not a tea fan. A I mean, I am tea a tea fan. fan. You are, but I'm not. I guess it, I mean, it, it has this relaxing undertone 
with it, it's just funny how everyone's upset. I think it's oh, a you're mental sad. Thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're sad. Let's make some tea. Oh, we're in a stressful, double booked Airbnb situation. Let make Let's some make some tea. But he is obsessed with making her tea to like maybe calm her down. Right. But- or to make a friendly gesture. Right. And she says no, because I know what she's thinking. Mm-hmm. And the movie addresses it so well. It's coming up. Right. I'd be like, I don't know you. Right. Why are you made? I don't. What if you spike it and now you're going to drug me and rape me and kill me? Right. <laughs> that is all there. And it's yeah. all implied. And it, it is. His acting. Can I say he did an amazing job? He did. He did. He did. He did. The Skarsgård family. Is, oh, well, they're they're, they're amazing. amazing. I'm so happy that they are present in the world of Hollywood, yeah. along with their father, who has been in so many great movies. And currently in Andor, and he he's is. doing a great job on that show, yeah. too. So. Um, his brother. I mean, it's great. I'm yeah. excited for them to be in more mm-hmm. things. So it's awkward. And, yeah. and it's... They're both playing well off each other. The chemistry between these actors is on point, but they play awkwardness with each other so well. Keith is just exceedingly more awkward because I'm sure he he's also trying to not be awkward, so it's making it worse, mm-hmm. you know? Tess goes to the bathroom, I think, to refresh herself. When she comes out, he's sitting at the little kitchen table. And it looks weird. It looks weird when you come out of a bathroom and this random stranger is sitting there with two wine glasses, a wine bottle. That has not been opened. It has not been opened. And he's just sitting there like like if he's in school, right? When you're sitting at your desk with your, uh, with yes, your hands crossed and he's exactly. just like, hey, want to sit with me and have some wine? <laughs> and he's like, this is what was great, right? I'm going to say it right now. This is my favorite scene of this movie. Um... And I know it's not the scariest scene. It's not a significant. I think it is a very significant scene. Mm -hmm. And it's just the way it was acted out. It was brilliant and fantastic that he goes to her. You know, I noticed you didn't drink your tea because he made the damn tea. (laughs) Right. After she said no. Right. And I know it's because you didn't see me make it. So I figure if we we can drink this bottle of wine and you can see me open it and pour it and <laughs> like know, this I, whole thing yes. because it's basically addressing what you as the audience especially if you're a woman probably like you're not going to drink some tea with a guy you don't know right. especially if you don't see him making it because mm-hmm. you're fearful of what's going on mm-hmm. and it's just the whole scene and the lighting and the 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 block everything about this scene is incredible and awkward and you can now knowing obviously that he's not the bad guy, right. he was really trying to be nice. Right. And and they even address <clears throat> it in their conversation. Yeah. Where he's I don't remember if it's I think it's him who says, you know, if I had come in or I'd been in the opposite role, it'd be so never, different. Oh, she said that I would never have let you in. Right. And we're talking of and that's a big plot here. It's feminism and gender roles and things like that that they're addressing because she's right if she probably wouldn't have even opened the door right she probably probably talked through the window like here's my here's oops there goes my microphone here's my (laughs) reservation fuck off right but he's the guy lets her in right but she would have been like absolutely not correct because it's creepy and you don't know and it's just interesting because he 
offers for her to stay mm-hmm. with and them. And take the couch. And take the couch because, you know, the Airbnb people are the ones that fucked up. And by the way, they don't answer the phone, mm-hmm. which I would think if you are a renter like that, you should be able to communicate with the you rentee. You should be communicating right you know? away. Yeah. So that's very off-putting as well. I'd like to go back to something. Um, it was that she was in the bedroom. She was getting settled in the bedroom mm-hmm. before at some point, you know, when they agreed to all this, she finds his wallet. Mm-hmm. If you found his wallet, would you look through it? I would. I don't think I would. I would. I would take. I would do exactly what, what she, she did, did. But I would take it one step further. You would look him up? I would look him up. Yeah. And then aside from that, because mm-hmm. they've established in that conversation that he's somebody mm-hmm. that is in some kind of organization. Right. But not only that, I would send that photo to somebody else mm. and let them know the situation. At that point, if I if it were me, I'd probably send it to you and you'd be like, get the hell out of there, mom. Well, yeah. Are you insane? <laughs> right. But I would send it to someone else. Okay. I don't think I but would I'm look through it. But I'm insane in that way. No. I, you, well, horror state of mind. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know this guy. That's so, true. Yeah. There's another awkward scene with the duvet cover. Yes, but it was funny. But it was funny. But don't tell me that when he had it over himself, I thought he was going to like snatch her. And then that's where the movie would change. Yes. Okay. I see how that could be. So, yeah, there's a lot of setup with no delivery, which is great. Mm hmm. You know, I, I guess I'm the only, well, maybe I'm not the only one who thought of it that way, but I'm like, oh, he he's going to snatch her. I didn't her. think of that when I saw it, but mm-hmm. in retrospect, I could see how that would be kind of scary because yeah. he's literally showing her how to put, and by the way, I hate duvet covers. Me too. How to put a duvet cover on. Yeah. The the right way. And mm-hmm. it's funny because he's holding it up and he's covering himself and you're right. Technically, he could just jump at her and wrap her in that. Yeah. And disarm her. Yeah. But he didn't. But he didn't. And he shows us how to fit a duvet cover. And I still hate them no matter what. I do too. I I do wonder Mm -hmm. if that would work. (laughs) I do too. We could try it. I think I have one somewhere. I don't have one anymore. So (laughs) I think I may have one. I don't know. Anyway, they go to bed. She locks the bedroom door. I don't blame her for that. I don't blame her at all either. I'd still lock the door. Yeah, I would too. But in the middle of the night, she wakes up and the door is open. Mm-hmm. Keith is still on the couch and now he's having nightmares and they have this ar- slight argument of, hey, did you open my door? So that's kind of creepy. Yeah. How did, if it wasn't him, you still think it's him probably. Oh, he's just lying to her. And she scared the hell out of him. She did. Because she did. He, he was, was having, having nightmares. That nightmare. And yeah. she, and he's, and he's like, he's actually offended by the way she did it. You could see it in his face. It's like, lady, back yeah. the fuck off. I mean, yeah. why Why did you do that? What are you doing here? Yeah. Because at that moment, then you see his side. Because mm-hmm. what about if she's a nut? Well, and that's the whole point of this too. It's not fair to always assume that it's the man. Exactly. Right? It could be her too, mm-hmm. for all he knows. Yep. But it's okay. <laughs> they go back to bed. I have to point out that at some point, I just can't pinpoint and I didn't really write it down. There is a movement of the door yes. of the basement 
entry. Mm-hmm. I know when it is. It's when yeah. she comes out to the living room for the nightmare. Because I told oh, you, okay. did you see that movement okay. in the back? Okay. And, and I have to point something out mm-hmm. because this is kind of funny. I have never seen a movie that shows a bathroom as much as in this movie over and over. Hmm. It's constantly showing you the bathroom. And it's always showing the electric toothbrush on the floor. Yeah. I don't understand why. Right. It's very odd. Yes, that's a good point. But they show the bathroom over and over. Like people using the bathroom. Even Justin Long goes into the bathroom. Yeah. Hmm. Is it a safe spot? I don't know. Is it a comfort thing? Is it a vulnerable thing? I was going to say, isn't that a place where you are the most vulnerable? Right. Because you're brushing your teeth. You're taking a shit. You're showering. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's your most vulnerable spot besides bed. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh huh. They go back to bed, and they they also do it again when she goes back to sleep, where they they kind of make you feel like something's gonna happen, but nothing does. But nothing does. She it cuts to the next morning, and she's asleep. Yeah. Like happily asleep. Yeah. She finally wakes up, and she's like, "Holy shit! I'm she's late." late. And he's already left. Yes. He leaves her a note like saying, hey, we had a great time, but leave me the key because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're sharing the same key. Right. She goes for her interview. Goes well. Right. It looks like she got the job. It seems to me like she does. And and then the the, the interviewee, the interviewer, sorry, Mm -hmm. tells her something like, what are you doing in that place? Yes. Let's back up. When we go outside of this rental, Mm -hmm. she is in a... I mean, an abandoned neighborhood and not just abandoned. It's like overrun with decay. Yeah. Like <laughs> and the graffiti. It's are falling apart. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, the economic issues of Detroit During hitting those era. neighborhoods. Yeah. And there was one house. I know you didn't see it. And I tried to look for it again later, but they never shot that house again so i don't mm-hmm. know if it was just meant for that one scene scene on purpose i don't know if it was on purpose if i ever meet this I'm director sure. i want to ask there was a house that had spray paint and it said hold on i wrote it down here death from below mm-hmm. and it said it it was a house across the street yep i mean that's subliminal to me and on the second watch Obviously, you know what it is, so that's great. Yeah. If it's not on purpose, well, it was great anyway. Because I, I took it as a you know a little I hint. I don't think that was a coincidence. I think that was done intentionally. Yeah. And and later on, there is a hint that people may have known about this. At least those that stayed behind. Right. Um. You know, people who are have are homeless or whatever are now yeah. living in that neighborhood, and mm-hmm. you do kind of. I got the feeling like. Oh, this is a known thing. Yeah. Oh, maybe. That's that's true, too. Is that why the lady who interviewed her, maybe she wasn't just talking about the neighborhood. Did she know something? Like there were things that happened there yeah. that are unexplainable. Maybe. And this is the source of it. But you think she's only talking about the neighborhood. Right. But it's more than the neighborhood. Hmm. Could have been. Could've or been. it could be more for the audience. But hey, I'll take it. Yes. Tess says she's got this. She'll be fine. Yeah. She goes back to the Airbnb, but she gets chased down by a homeless man Mm -hmm. who we later find out is not trying to harm her. He's actually trying to help her. Yeah. 
But because telling her, come out of that house, come out of, but she's not listening, not actively listening. The big thing here is don't judge a book by its cover. Oh, yes. And I think that's the whole theme of this whole movie. Right. Is don't judge a book by its cover. And that can be said about Keith, Keith, AJ. The, creature, the homeless man, the, the creature, guy. Frank, yes. and the movie itself. And the cops. Oh, yes, that too. And just the movie in general. I think we talked, I talked about this with Josh on our um, cocktails episode over on HMC Studios. So please check it out. Um, we talked about that. This being a huge don't judge a book mm-hmm. by its cover. And she she's assuming, oh, this is a crazy homeless guy coming right. to get me. Right. So she runs from him, what you're saying, not listening. Mm-hmm. And goes into the house. Because there's panic. Mm -hmm. On the second watch, there is panic in his voice. Right. It's not him trying to attack her. It's Mm -hmm. him warning her. Right. But as a human, somebody's coming. I mean, he's running after her. Right. What would you do? You're going to think you're coming to hurt me or coming to not do something in a positive tone. Maybe if you would have walked up, (laughs) it would have been a little better. Really? I don't know. And she probably still wouldn't believe him. Right. Because would you? I mean, maybe we would because we watch horror movies, but... (laughs) I would certainly be a little extra cautious and not do what she does next, Mm -hmm. which is she goes in and yet again goes into the bathroom. Right. Again, the bathroom is featured. She runs out of toilet paper and decides to go into the basement to go get some toilet paper. Logical assumption. When she opens the basement door and looks down, what does she see? Like one of those... Super heavy-duty packages from, like, Costco or whatever. Yeah. With toilet paper. And she goes down to get it. But she gets locked in because the door closes Mm -hmm. on its own. She's locked in and her phone is in the house. Right. She can't open the window. Mm -hmm. She starts kind of exploring and she finds this rope. When she pulls it, of course, what does it do? Opens the secret door. I do love that initially she does... And this is maybe what would happen to me, too, because I think ultimately we yell at horror movies, but human curiosity is what takes over. Yes. And And we have had that happen. We have, unfortunately. No, fortunately. (laughs) Fortunately. Because we've had some really cool, scary experiences, but they've been cool. Sure. (laughs) She, when she finds it, she literally says, nope. And you laugh. Mm -hmm. You laugh as the audience. So it gives you that little break, little comedic relief. Mm Mm-hmm. But she, you see her sitting there going, I need to know what's there. Yeah. But she does it cautiously at first. She uses this uh, full mirror. Full-size full, mirror, Full-size yeah. mirror. Pretty smart. She uses it at an angle with the lighting of the basement to hit some light down the, the little hallway she right. finds. Right, To see what's up. But it's not enough. No, of course not. She it's goes down. She goes in. And she, you know, she uses her, her, the phone no, light. No, she doesn't have her phone with her. Oh, that's right. So what it, she's just going in blind. Yeah. Well, that's not good. I think she turns on the light in that little room that's to the right. Well, to the left. To the left. Yeah. We find this room. It's dingy. It has a wire or iron. It looks like a, an, a glorified cot, cot with a mattress on it. And an old school camera, mm-hmm. old schoolish camera, ones that you can make videotape, like an actual VHS tape. Right. And a smear of blood 
on the wall. A bloody handprint. Let's be specific in this case. She freaks out. Yep. Keith comes at the same time. You know, he's strolling in, which, how does he get around? Because he doesn't have a car, it seems, right? She seems to be the only car there. I think hers is the only car. He probably Ubered it. My God. He's walking up to the house and she's looking out the window, Mm -hmm. banging, because there's that little tiny basement basement window window. And she's banging on on it and he finally sees her and, you know, gives her the, she gives him the key because I think, or it's in the box. Mm -hmm. Does she have the key with her? I don't remember. Yes, I think she has the key Mm -hmm. and gives it to him. Right. And she, you know, he, he gets her out and she's like hysterical. Yeah. She tells him about this thing she found in the basement. They argue because she says, don't go down there. Let's go. He, of course, wants to go look. But it's funny because he's kind of, I don't want to say he's laughing at her, but mm-hmm. he's hes kind of laughing at the situation because she's not really being 100% coherent mm-hmm. as to what she saw. So, oh, so you saw a room with a bed and a video camera. Right. Which I guess for a, maybe for a guy would be like, all right, whatever. Somebody was watching porn or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe in his head, he's like, yeah, big deal. Because I don't think he understood how gross it looks. Right. You don't, he doesn't have the visual that she did. And the fact, she's not also saying that it's a secret room, I don't think. I don't think, does she say it, that it's a secret room? I'm not sure how she phrased it in detail, The point is, though, he goes down, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, he's not responding to her anymore. Yeah. Now she feels obligated. And why does she feel obligated to go help someone she doesn't know? Right? By now, they've gotten to know each other. I know, but they don't 100% either. Why didn't she call for help instead? Because it wouldn't have come, would it? Well, but we she doesn't know that. You get me? But no, let me retract that. Because if she had called for help, Mm -hmm. they would have found her there in in a better physical state Mm -hmm. than later on in the movie. Right. So yes, okay, I retract that. She should have called for help, Mm -hmm. right? But she goes herself. Mm -hmm. She she goes to that room, but he's not there. Where did he go? Right. There's another door. Mm Mm-hmm. So is this also implying layers, right? You have the the layer of, oh, there is a basement. Oh, there's a hidden little tunnel with a hidden room. Oh, now she finds this other door and now it's leading into a labyrinth. But let's not let let's stop there for a minute. This the staircase that she has to descend is intimidating, which it's is the staircase scary. we see. Well, actually, I think the staircase in the, in the poster, poster is it the initial basement or is it the now we have to go look at that in detail. But yeah. the point is, it's a descend. Yes. A descent into yes. darkness and, and like, it's whoa. carved out. It, it's not solid. Right. It looks cave-like. Rock. It looks cave-like. You can tell somebody dug down in there. Yeah. Damn, that must have taken a lot of time to do. I know. Ugh. But you're seeing her walk down there, go down there slowly. And of course, you said, I'm going to have to throw this in there because you, of all people, always see these things. Uh-huh. You're like, look at her sneakers. Or maybe that Ugh. was earlier on, but you did point them out. So. I'll, I'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. But she's down there and... Oh, my God. Then there's a gate. There is a gate. That's right. There's a gate kind of making it the official entrance. There's a little 
alcove to the right and it has what looks like animal cages with, with dirty bowls. Yeah. Like that's very off-putting. Like right there, I would have hightailed it out. I'd be right. like, you know what? I, uh, no. But would you? You're already there. You have the human instinct. I think all of us have it, whether we, and I'm contradicting what I said about calling for help. You have the instinct to help people. Yes. Right? And especially because, oh. But now things have turned sour. She's seen the gate. Right. She's seen those cages. It's time to get the fuck out. But it's too late now. Not just that. I think what's not helping her leave is the fact that she hears him Mm -hmm. saying, help me from somewhere within. Right. And he says, help me. I think he even says, don't leave me. Help me. Yeah. Oh, and she, it counts for me. She does the Keith, Keith, you know, calling out his name. Are you there? Where are you? It's another way of saying hello. Right. Or who's there. Kind of calling attention to yourself. Mm -hmm. He crawls out of nowhere, grabs her. You you get startled and he's saying something bit me. Something's down here. You still think it's a trap. Because, and you know why? Mm Mm-hmm. Because she's like, let's go in the direction that she came from. But he says, no, come, we need to go this way. Why would you go that way if the creature is that way? Oh, I didn't even catch that. See what I mean? You have to watch it again. It doesn't make sense. Or he was beyond like terrified. Maybe he's just uh, disoriented. Disoriented? Yeah. I did, and I can see why somebody would be like, this guy is still fucking with her. He's going to drag her in. Right. Because that's what I thought the first time I saw it. Mm. And then when we saw it again, it still gave, I already knew what was going to happen, but it still gives you that feeling of, he's tricking her. Yes. Why do you want me to go in, in further into this dark ass cave? Right. But then all our assumptions horror tropes are defeated because here comes this creepy creature from the depths of darkness and slams this man's head over and over into the wall and you know he's dead yeah and the and the scene ends right but here's the thing with this mother creature mm. it's the first time you see it and yeah it is shocking oh it is i screamed in the theater it, it, it's butt naked Yes. The the breasts are hanging down like pendulums and yeah. her teeth, they're what's left of them. For the are hair. Disgusting. Her yeah. hair is just like, looks like it's fallen out in chunks. She yeah. Her face Greasy. Yeah. Even the color of her skin, skin is weird. She's lanky. Well, she's underground all the time. She's very lanky and tall and grotesquely weird looking. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's the first look at, this is the first at least for me, when I saw it the first mm-hmm. time, this was the first, what the fuck? All, I mean, we both reacted. I think most people from what I've read and heard react at that scene, especially because this is where I call act one is over. Mm-hmm. And you see this brutal death of the man you thought was the villain. Right. And it cuts to California, sunshine, Donovan's Ricky Tiki Tavi, Justin Long, sun in your, you know, sun in your face, wind in your hair, no cares. And he's singing along. And he, I mean, it's so shocking. Yeah. To the way go it just from goes that. From one scene to this, and you're like, wait a minute, what happened here? And what's funny is that in this first act, 
I knew Justin Long was in this movie. Right. I kept thinking, when is he showing up? Mm-hmm. And how is he going to play into this? And I remember when I saw the trailer for mm-hmm. it, I, I asked you, is Justin Long in this movie? Because I didn't look to see who the actors were. Mm-hmm. And I think the first time I asked you, you're like, I'm not really sure. Because they I had showed a second him for guess. like a fraction of a second, I think, in the trailer. It, like it's I said, I don't even remember. Very brief. Yeah. Because that's what I. Re- that's why I asked you. Yeah. Not because I had seen the names. Right. But it, it's just such a, a change from one thing to the other. Yep. And then I got to talk about this song. It is extremely <laughs> addicting. It really is. This Ricky Ticky Tevi by Donovan. Yep. From what is it? The 60s, I think. I think it's pretty old. Yeah. It's pretty old. But that's what makes it even funnier. It's this very like. California vibe. Happy. uh, You're on the Pacific Coast Highway driving in a convertible. And it honestly reminds me of. (laughs) You're going to find this funny. I think I even mentioned it to you. It reminds me of Tiki Room from Disney World yes, or Disneyland because it's in Disneyland first and it's there but it has that vibe it, it's a very happy sounding song mm-hmm. i really i've looked up the lyrics i really don't understand what the song is about it's talking about jungle book and mongoose it's like what but it's just but it's odd just like the movie is odd right. so it's fitting and you go from again this horrible scene to this happy ish sounding song and california and wind in your hair and it's like what what but then what happened what but then his yeah. phone rings yes oh but it's great to see before we get to the phone it's great to see justin long just singing along yes. with this i will say when we saw it in the theater i felt like the scene was longer it did feel longer and when we watched it this time it, it felt was, very short yeah so i was kind of let down that's probably my but it was not like a big deal but i'm like oh I thought he sang more. I did too. Yeah. I, okay. I thought it was me as well. Mm-mm. But yeah, I got that feeling. I felt like that scene was longer or maybe I enjoyed it so much that first time that I just wanted it to go on. Maybe. Because I thought it was just such an abrupt change. And then to see him just singing this funky little song. Yeah. To see him singing along was hilarious. It was. It and was that's very the funny. thing about this movie. Like it is creepy. It's scary in some point. But then at the same time, there are these scenes that you you can't help but to laugh. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you can continue with the phone now. So he gets a phone call. Sure did. And apparently he's doing some kind of pilot with um, mm-hmm. a, a co-actor. Is that what they're called? I don't know. Co-star. Co-star. There you mm-hmm. go. And that person, this woman, is accusing him of raping her. Yes. And they're basically telling him, I guess it's his agent and somebody from the production, that he's out of the film. Yeah. He's out. Yeah. He's gone. And then we find out that now he's heading for financial situations. He's got about three months left before he is flat broke. Yep. And he gets the news that, hey, guess what? I'm not going to represent you anymore as your accounting firm. So look for somebody else. Yeah. So, and it takes a while. We find out that he has properties in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And that's the connection here. But it even takes a long time when you cut to this AJ um, storyline for you to be for you to figure out where is this tying in? What does this matter? Yeah. What is going on? But it keeps you intrigued. It's not like it's not an annoying right. what's going on. It's OK. Where is the, the connection? And once mm. you hear the wealth management person say the Detroit properties, 
Oh, right. oh, that's so random. Why would he have this random Airbnb in a shitty neighborhood? But you don't know that until he gets there. I don't think he realizes that. Right. Anyway, but that's the connection. And it's it's interesting to see the fall from mm-hmm. a rape accusation. Yep. Because it just deteriorates everything in his yep. life. Yep. He even... I think at the Airbnb, doesn't he even, when he goes, not the Air, but when he goes back, mm-hmm. he even gets a call from his mom about this. Yes. Yes. And we, little by little, you, you kind of like him at first, mm-hmm. at first, but then little tiny pieces of assholedness comes out, start to come out. Yes. The way he hangs up on his mom, the way he talks to people. Yeah. The way he's like, oh no, I'm, you know. Yes, it's he it's important to say that he is claiming this is not true. Of course. Of course. And you the audience are with him because you don't know better yet. At first. At first, but you're thinking, "Oh, he's devastated. He looks very shocked in the car." Right. And you know, he's surprised by wealth management dropping him and all of this going on at the same time. When he gets to that property, the Airbnb, and I found this shocking too. He's concerned because he thinks there's squatters there because there's luggage like if somebody was staying there. Mm-hmm. Two weeks have gone by. Yes. Okay. Since so, Tess has been in that basement. So that means to me, to the viewer and to him, nobody came to check up on this place right. after their supposed checkout date. Right. Usually I mean, they clean it after, yeah, right? But the property manager tells him, oh, we don't do that until we get another booking. That doesn't make sense to me. That's kind of odd. But maybe that's the way that property management does it, but that just didn't sit well with me either. Yeah, I, uh, from for a point that of view explanation, that we rent a lot of VRBOs and Airbnbs, it's kind of like... Ooh. That's kind of strange. Justin Long is just like, all right, well, I guess he, there's, he has to get rid of all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also when you when you watch it on the second time and you realize that two weeks have gone by, you're you're thinking, holy shit, Tessa's been down there for two weeks. Two weeks. That interview person probably is like, what happened to this girl? Mm-hmm. Right? Because she was going to call her the next day. Correct. So, and obviously there's no cell reception down now, there. Now, something that I found interesting is like he, AJ, who was, the, who was Justin Long, mm-hmm. is so much in denial that he he flies to detroit right Mm -hmm. to michigan and um his attorney calls him and he's like what are you doing how could you Mm -hmm. just get up and leave he is so out of it that he doesn't think that he could actually be criminally implicated in this right and he wants to call the girl right and the lawyer said no yeah, he's it's he's just out of touch with reality. I think he's so into himself, mm-hmm. as we learn. <laughs> yeah, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, that night he goes out with a friend, you know, because he's in town. I guess he's from there. Maybe that's why. But it's in the conversation with his friends that we find out what a absolute jerk he is. I mean, because the friend asks him, "Tell me the truth." Yeah. And he basically, in a politically correct way in his mind, Mm -hmm. okay, admits to it. He justifies what he did. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, at first she was no, no, no. But then she got into it Mm -hmm. and 
And yeah, you know, I fucked her because that's what he says. Yeah. But that's when you realize. He's a dick. He's such a complete jerk. Yeah, he is. He is because he flat out admitted it and he's using the whole gender thing again. It's Uh the gender situation. Yes. Here. It was the whole. She said no, but she really meant yes. That's Mm -hmm. really what this is about. He used it against her. Mm -hmm. And now she's using it against him. Justly so. Yep. We'll be right back after this quick break. And we're back. He comes back home from this partying situation. It's the next day. He finds the basement and he's now obsessed with the extra square footage. But wait. I have to point this out. Yes. Yet again, he's in the bathroom. Yes, he is. Because he's doing the day after prayer to the toilet. Oh, yeah, he was. I forgot about that. (laughs) Anyway, but he goes to the basement and he does do the, he does the hello anyone there Mm -hmm. situation. And he threatens them with a steak knife, I think. Yes. Or actually no weapon yet. And later, later he gets knife. a little, yeah. not even the biggest knife that's probably in that kitchen. Right. Very strange choice. That but just shows you how out of touch he is. Yeah. And he thinks that he's all macho mm-hmm. and that nothing's going to scare him. Yeah. But he, but this was comical, but it was fine. It was appropriate. It wasn't unnecessary. It wasn't poorly done. But you see him measuring the extra room, but he's not phased by anything. He doesn't find this Odd, because he's blinded by greed. Yeah, because he sits there and he looks up like, Mm -hmm. let me see how I can get extra square footage and maybe this applies, maybe it doesn't. Mm -hmm. He didn't even know what he was reading. He was reading it, but he wasn't really comprehending, I don't think. Right. Because it was in that legal mumbo jumbo. But he takes it upon himself that he's going to measure every square inch of the basement. And that's how he happens upon that secret room. Yeah. And he continues measuring. Yeah. He goes into that funky room with the bed caught in it, and he's not phased by it. He's not. He's completely unaware. Even when he finds the um, labyrinth part of it. he's No, he's thrilled. He's like, oh my God, I yeah. need gold. Yeah. And here he is. He continues measuring. But is this also because he's not thinking that there's something down there, unlike Tess, who, you know, Keith disappeared or it's a different mindset. Look, if you buy a house and all all of the sudden you find a secret room mm-hmm. behind the basement. But I'm but it's a different mindset, right? Because he should be scared, but because he's seeing this as money, he's not scared. He's not scared. I'm not saying that he should be scared, but he should be concerned that he doesn't know about this. I agree, but that's my point like how can you not be concerned about right. this he's just blinded by a different mindset versus yes. Tess or even Keith probably just weird curiosity and being scared I just think he's an arrogant prick well that proves it where because he should be concerned that's he's all not he's thinking about is oh yeah. my god more square footage oh yeah. I hit payday or whatever the <laughs> hell he, he said something to that like effect. gold or something yeah and yeah it's like what the hell is wrong with you and when he's measuring they're playing not happy music but they're playing like quirky music yeah. when he's using this tape measure mm-hmm. like those metal tape measures and he even passes by those cages and he says what the hell but then 
He nothing. He's moving. It doesn't phase him. No. That's weird. This is his arrogance <laughs> at work. Yes. But guess what? He gets blindsided. He gets blindsided by the mother creature. Mm-hmm. He gets dragged and thrown into this pit. Who Further we... dug into the bottom uh, right. of the existing extra, extra basement part. So think about that. Think about the fact that this man kept people in that. Well, we haven't even gotten there. We I know. We the audience don't know that yet. Right. But- it's a tunnel. It's a tunnel, a cave system under the earth. Mm-hmm. And running along how many houses? Right. So that's weird. He gets put in this hole, right, with the, with the cage top thing. Mm-hmm. And we find Tess in there. Yep. And she tells him, you know, should be quiet. Don't get it pissed off. Right. And, but he still continues having a fit. Yep. He's like a five-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Having a temper tantrum. Yep. He still doesn't realize the severity of the situation. He has no situational awareness, as you like to say. You do like to say that. Because people don't have it. And this is where I say act two closes. Yes. And now we go to the final act of the movie. But not only is it the final act, but now we are blindsided yet again. You get to this really tense moment. And now we're going to a flashback of all things. Back to 1980. Somewhere in the 80s. No, it was 80 because it's when Ronald Reagan gets elected. Ah. And that, I believe that was the year. Okay. Because they mention it because the, the, the persona, is it Frank? Yes. It's Frank is listening to the radio and mm-hmm. they're talking about the election. And we see him going to a grocery store and asking for sheeting. Baby supplies. Baby supplies. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the lady in the... In the um, Store. And the store is like, oh, yeah, let me help you. And she doesn't know, of course. Right. And he hints at, oh, no, it's going to be a home birth and all this stuff. But he's a weird person. Yeah, he's not excited, I guess, if There's he would be in that situation. to the way yeah. he... He's creepy. He's, cr- yes, he's very he's creepy. He's very creepy as a big, uh, my favorite word in this podcast, too, a creep factor. Yes. Like, he's a creepo sleazy guy something's weird about him but like legit weird yeah but what's even more disturbing about this whole flashback thing is that you see him stalking a woman going home mm-hmm. and he because he sees her at the store right and he immediately you could see it immediately he gets fixated on her yeah because that's what it is i don't think he had seen her before mm. i think this is a first viewing yeah and he follows her he does and this is also playing into that gender role where that's something I would think a lot of women fear, especially if you're out on your own, mm-hmm. running your own errands. It's, I mean, I'm, I don't really get that way anymore, but I know when I initially started driving and doing things on my own, I did think about that. You don't know who's you watching don't know you. who's watching you, and that's a, that's a very uncomfortable situation. Where is there somebody following me home? And anybody could do that. Yeah, and he does, and mm-hmm. he has a uniform in the back of his car mm-hmm. with the name Carlos on it, and he looks like nothing of a Carlos. It it just didn't even match. He didn't care. Yeah, 
he puts it on. He goes up to the woman. He's from the Department of Water or whatever. Mm. And it's like, we're having problems. I need to check. And she lets him in because he's wearing a uniform. Right. And it's 1980. Yes. But even then. Think so? I think d- times were different. And I think people were less, what's the, guarded uh-huh. as they are now, maybe, that right. they would have let you in. Maybe if he didn't even have a uniform. I'm sure the uniform definitely has something to do with she it. Open the door and I get that in 1980, but yeah. would I let someone into my house? But are you saying that because we're in 2022? I don't know that I would have let anyone into my house mm-hmm. in 19. 19- I don't care where you were from back then. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe I would have opened the door, but would I let him into my house? And maybe you would have, but you wouldn't have not left his side. Right. I would go with you right, to the bathroom to see what are you doing. And yet again, we go to another bathroom. There is a bathroom obsession in this movie. Hmm. Interesting. Well, <laughs> hopefully one day we can talk to this director and ask about right? the graffiti across the street and the bathroom theme. Right. Themes. <laughs> not just Scenes, one. Yeah. Many. And what does he do? Mm-hmm. He unlocks the bathroom window and he says, hey, everything's okay. Bye. Let us know if you have any problems. Yep. And it's what I like about this movie too is that there's it's it's a lot of just implying of what's happening of what went on and that I mean you don't really see you don't see him go back and get her and all this right. but you know that's you what's going to happen. But here's something I I need to take it back for a moment because mm-hmm. we didn't touch on this. When when we go back to this flashback, you see him coming out of the house. Yes. The house where all this is happening in act one and two. Yes. And it's perfectly beautiful. Mm-hmm. The whole neighborhood is green, pink yes, and white. This fences. is true. It's perfect Americana ideal of what a neighborhood should look like. Right. This is true. He comes back home from this opening the window. He's met by his neighbor who's right. telling him they're going to move because... They know what's coming. They know what's coming. The shitstorm that's coming. They're going to lose mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Now, he has the uniform on. I was going to go there. <laughs> yep. Go on. I mean, so we find out that the, the guy's name is Frank. Right. By his neighbor. He's talking face to face with this neighbor with the uniform that says Carlos. And you see it. You see it. And the guy doesn't think it's odd. Right. But is that also just showing how people are just not paying attention? I think it actually shows that people are so self-centered self centered that they don't notice anything else. He wanted to tell him what he's doing, and that was all his intention was of the conversation. Right. That he's not looking. Right. And I think that's human Human, human nature. Human nature. Because yeah. I think I've done that. I'm I'm perfectly 100% sure I've done that myself. Everyone has at some yeah. point. Is that also implying that you didn't even notice it says Carlos on him? Something very in your face. Mm-hmm. Is it also indicating how much has this man gotten away with in sight? Yes. And that nobody's That's a good point. cared about or noticed or cared mm-hmm. to notice yeah. over the years. Mm-hmm. Because when Frank walks into this beautiful house on the outside, inside it is the complete opposite. It's actually what the neighborhood turns out to be in a way because it's a right. mess. The it's inside disgusting. looks like what it will look like in the future. In the neighborhood. Yeah. It's disgusting. And you see him walk to the basement and all you hear is screaming. Yeah. And you automatically start connecting things. Obviously, um, when we find more 
info in the coming scenes, you start, okay, he's the one that's using that room. Obviously, he's doing something to women in that room that mm-hmm. he's videoing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it ends there. But wait, there's something I just remember mm-hmm. that's that's kind of key to later on. And even at the beginning when um, when we see the, the cave tunnel system at the beginning, mm-hmm. the woman at the store gives him a videotape. Oh, yes. Of caring for babies. Yes. And when we first go down the first time around into the tunnel system or the cave. I think it's with AJ. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's playing. Yes. In a separate room because mm-hmm. this cave system has various rooms dug Apparently. out. Apparently. To the left and to the right yeah. of the main hallway, if you want to call it that. Yeah. It and branches it, out. And it's playing. Yes. It, it's just... Like on a loop, it seems. Uh-huh. But we're done with the past. It's a very... Short. 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 It also seemed longer in the first run. I think, because mm-hmm. again, I think you're really into yes. it. And it's your first run. We go back to the present... It's now Tess and AJ. Tess is trying to tell him, just go along with it. Right. With the creature. Right. The creature comes back and it's so gross. It is. And it's done so well that it you're is. like, Ugh! the the creature puts a big adult-sized bottle. It, it's a weird looking. It actually looks like something out of 1950s. Yeah. Weird latex-y kind of bottle. Yeah. With what I think is breast milk in it. I would think so, which I also don't know how she would still be producing breast milk. So I don't know. It looked gross. The whole intention is gross and symbolic at the same time because clearly this creature is babying everything. And Mm. that's already kind of a hint like, okay, that's odd why are you doing this? And she's like trying to bottle feed Tess and AJ and Tess mm-hmm. does it, right. which is really gross. Because you see it just coming out of her mouth too. And it's like, ew. But she's like, you need to follow along. Yeah. But he, being the arrogant person that he is, yeah, refuses. Mm-hmm. Like and she's trying to shove that thing into his mouth and he's not. And, yeah. and, and the mother creature is getting pissed off that he's not being a good baby. So she captures him and takes him to the feeding room and does it in a different way, which is quite gross. Yes. <laughs> she left. Hold on. The way she pulled him out of there, it's like it was nothing. Yeah. So it's it's safe to say that she's very, 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 very strong. Yeah. She drags him into that room with a video on loop. Yeah. And tries to breastfeed him. But the scene is so graphically. It's gross. It is. Because she's dirty. She's got these long, long mm-hmm. black nails. Mm-hmm. And he is, at this point, I think he's losing his shit. Because he is horrified. Yeah. It is so gross. It is. It is. And just her hair hanging down. It's gross. Tess escapes. Yeah. You know, AJ is very lucky that apparently Tess has a hero thing going on where she needs to help these people. Right. She does escape. Mm-hmm. She runs into that homeless man again mm-hmm. who is now telling her that he's just trying to help her and warn her you need to leave. Right. Because of that creature and that she only comes out at night. 
So that now in your mind, oh, she's the one who probably opened the door. She's examining them from there. But, you know, she's like, I have to help him. There's somebody still down there. And she goes for help. And this also goes very wrong. Very, very wrong. It's it's really, it was really cringy Mm -hmm. because she finds the police she ex- she's trying to explain what's going on, but she has a bunch of things against her. And it's also interesting that the there's two policemen that she goes to. Mm-hmm. It's a white man mm-hmm. and a black man. Right. And she is black. And a female. And a female. But there's two things against her. She's dirty. Yeah, she looks like the homeless guy. Right. And she's coming from that neighborhood. So they just automatically put up the wall and they're like, I'm not helping out this drugged out uh-huh. druggy, basically. Right. Because they think she's crazy. Because she keeps telling them there's somebody down there. Somebody's right. in trouble. But the guy is the, the police officer is not buying it at all. He is. You can immediately see the change in his character. He doesn't give a shit. He is so bothered by her. Yeah, he is actually, that's a good word. He's Mm -hmm. bothered by her. But they do go to the neighborhood. Yep. Because they're at a gas station when that happens. Mm Because she walked there. But at that point, he tells her, listen, you're lucky I am not dragging you in so you can sleep it off. We've got more important things to do. And off they go. They do go with her initially to mm-hmm. the to the house to the yeah. house, and they're just like, "Oh well, you're lucky we're not, you know, doing anything because you broke the window." You, yeah, and they get a call for something more important, and they just leave her there. Yeah, very sad. It's it's pathetic how that happened because again, like you said, she's got two couple of things against her. Yeah, she's black. She's she's a female, and she looks like she's strung out. Because her hair is all dirty and greasy. Well, she's been in a pit for two weeks. For two weeks. So she doesn't exactly look. Right. And it goes back to judging a book by by its cover. cover. Right. So she basically. And that um, was Archie, by the way. Yes. The dog. Mm -hmm. So she's on her own. Now AJ, because when Tess escaped, the creature stopped breastfeeding AJ and chased her. Mm -hmm. And you see her like kind of, I'm not saying trying to capture her through the window of the basement, but it almost looked sad. Like, oh, you're leaving me, come back. Yes, because- Now watching it knowing. Yes, this creature wants to have a baby. Yeah. Which you realize at the end, it's all about having a baby. A baby, yes. But when Tess- Tess is going to try to leave. She gets in the car and she's, I'm going to leave. But she wants to help AJ. But she also, I think when the creature, the mother creature realizes that she's leaving, I think Tess sees her from the car Mm. coming through the hallway. And she, I mean, the scene happens so quick, but basically Tess runs into the creature against the, the house, house pins her down pins her down and thinks oh she's dead right right she runs to go get aj but in the meantime but as this is happening go ahead in the meantime aj now decides to go and explore mm-hmm. and what do we find we find frank mm-hmm. who is on his deathbed and at first aj's like oh i'm gonna help you i'm gonna help you and mm-hmm. this and that and he gives the guy some water and he keep Frank keeps pointing at 
at a like a nightstand mm-hmm. and you see a gun and i mean i at first thought oh he's going to kill him he's right. going to kill him right but he doesn't he turns the gun on himself and he kills himself because prior to that aj starts looking at the videos mm-hmm. we see a bookcase mm-hmm. with videos and they're all I wish I couldn't find the image, a still shot of this part, Mm -hmm. but each video, the title of it is the person that this guy, Frank, and I would say there were like over 50 videos there, maybe. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell, but they weren't named. Some of them, I think, had actual names. Right. But a lot of them were girl from gas station. Right. Right. Or uh, redhead. So it was very one demeaning. Of them demeaning. And yeah. one of them was, I think, homeless woman or something like mm-hmm. that. And it, it was... Not give... They stripped... He stripped identity. Humanity. Right. From these people. Mm-hmm. They were just objects to produce a child. Right. You see AJ watching the video. You don't see the video. But you see his face. Again, it's implying. It, which is great about this movie. Yes. It's all implied. Yeah. We seem to like movies that imply and don't actually always show everything. Agree. And that's when he turns on the old guy on the bed. And when he gets the gun, AJ thinks he's going to shoot him because he's like, I'm going to turn you in. Right. What have you been doing to all these women? And, you know, he just goes batshit crazy. Right. I, I'm remembering a scene and I don't know, I think it's when they're talking later. Oh yeah, this is coming up later. When they're talking to the homeless guy mm-hmm. about him not knowing if he's a good person or a bad person yes. or if he's a bad person, a good person put in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. I made a note about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get into that later. Yes. But the guy turns the gun on himself and kills himself. Yeah. I also want to point out that this is, so this scene is happening, I believe, when Tess is trying to talk to the police. Mm -hmm. So the creature has chased AJ this whole time. And obviously, because AJ finds this bell. Yes. And with a long line, so he follows the line because I think he thinks, obviously, this is a calling bell. When he gets to the door of Frank, the creature stops. Mm Mm-hmm. And backs away. Very she, creepy. She literally fades to black. Yeah, she does. Because it, she's in that cave tunnel. Yeah. And you see her, but the minute he gets in that room, she's like, oh, hell no. Right, right. And the homeless man told Tess, there is some, she's not even the worst thing that's down there. Right. And thus, we, we find meet Frank. Frank. Right. But is she, has she been taking care of Frank all this time? Because the bell implies to me that she has been somehow. Perhaps. I think she's been trained to obey him. Oh, for sure. And in a sense, from what I've read, heard, fear men, which is, or hate them, one of the two, because that's why she kills Keith so immediately down there. However, if she was in the house at night, why didn't she kill him in his sleep? I don't know. Fear? So there's a lot to touch on there. There's a lot to think about Yeah, with that. why didn't she kill him? He was totally incapacitated. And why didn't she kill AJ right away? Right. So things maybe to think about. Maybe she felt Keith was being a threat to Tess. Oh, maybe. 
That could be it. Because of the way he was talking to her and you've got to come and I think he was pulling at her. Mm, maybe, maybe that's what it is, she, which is what Frank does. Right. Exactly. That could be it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, see, it just keeps going. It keeps getting better. <laughs> AJ comes out or Tess and AJ meet up. They leave the house, but now the creature is gone. Mm-hmm. The homeless man pops out again and he tells them, oh, come over here. We're safe here. She doesn't come in through here. And and lo and behold. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, but AJ takes the gun yes. from the old man. Oh, yes. No. Or no, from no, Frank. No, from Frank. From Frank. Yeah, he takes right. the gun about that. because he accidentally shoots Tess in the abdomen thinking that it's the creature, but it's her coming to help him. I don't know, man. I, I just think he was shooting recklessly. I'm not, I mean, I don't like AJ, okay? But in his defense, you're in a dark labyrinth. Mm-hmm. You think it's this creature. You think Tess is probably gone. I would assume the person has left. I don't blame him for being frazzled mm-hmm. at something coming at him when he's already realizing as well what's been going on he's down here. He's not even apologetic. To her about not shooting really her. right. He's really like, ah, eh, come on, you can get up, let's go. Right. He's not even concerned about how he shot her or where. He doesn't give a rat's ass. He just wants to save Him- himself. Himself, which we will find. Yeah, they're with the homeless man, and they're they're saying no. It's nighttime, by the way. Yeah. They want to get to a hospital. He says no, because obviously she's out now. comes out at night, apparently. And I found this funny, but terrifying at the same time, because he says, you know, in all the, I forgot how many years he said. I think he said 15 15 years, yeah. She's never come in here, and they're like, well, what's ever stopped her? And all of a sudden, she comes and kills this poor homeless man. She literally busts through a wall. Excuse me, a wall. Mm -hmm. And. She rips his arm off. I felt so horrible for this poor old man. I know. He was helping them. Mm. And he gets screwed. Right. (laughs) And it's in that scene right before that happens that AJ starts with his whole, oh, am I a bad, am I, or am I just a bad person or whatever? And he starts kind of self-analyzing, but I think he actually convinces himself Mm. that he is a good person. Who's in a bad situation. In a bad situation. Right. But he is not, mm-hmm. under any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. he's a good person. He is delusional about himself. Yeah. And what happens now? <laughs> AJ and Tess run up this water tower. Because that's where they were. That's where they a, are. In a water tower. They're trying to escape the creature. They're getting to the, they get to the top and AJ says, oh, uh, we have to distract her. Mm-hmm. To save ourselves. Right. Or actually save myself. Well, really. Yeah. And he pushes Tess. Over another shocker. Yes. Because you do think for a second, maybe he's realized he's, what is it, repenting. He's, okay, I fucked up. Let me try to make this better. Mm-hmm. No. He pushes Tess. As a distraction. And the creature does jump after her. Right. Which I also thought was interesting. He's She's trying to save her. She is definitely trying to save her baby. Right. And the way, you know, at first, when I first saw it, I'm like, how the hell Tess is going down first? Yeah, I didn't get that either. But there's a way that the creature jumps down. Okay. Tess is falling backwards. Mm. So I think there's more resistance on speed. Oh, the now you're getting mother, into physics here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Mother dives down 
was her arms right. extended to give her propel more her speed. more. Yeah. So basically what she does is she, you don't see it, but she's literally grabbing Tess and she's falling on, she, mother, right. is falling on her back. Right, right. She cushions her. Yeah, she cushions, she breaks her fall. AJ sees this happen. He go, he, you know, he peeks over the water tower and he sees that the creature seems dead because there's blood mm-hmm. behind her head. Tess, uncertain. He does go down. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, Tess is alive. Mm-hmm. Great. He tries to help her up, I think. And, and and then he tries to come up with some excuse. Again. I had to do it. I had to do Please. He's excusing his horrific behavior. Sure does. Which gives you so much insight into this person's like totally unawareness. Oh my god, <laughs> his personality, he's so screwed up. Yeah. He's such a horrible person. Yeah, he's a dick. He's a dick. There's no there's no other word. But guess what? Don't worry, Tess. The creature is here for you. The mother creature just basically I mean, this was so gross that she, like, grabs AJ's head, you know, both she hands. She starts choking him first. And mm-hmm. then, go on. She, you know, grabs his head on both sides, gushes his eyes in, and you see all this stuff come out. <laughs> so disgusting. And then literally rips his head open. But you don't see it. You just see you it see from see behind. And blurred it's blurred out. Silu- it's silhouetted. Yeah. But she rips his head in, in half. In two, Yeah. Vertically, okay? You know, it's funny because when I saw it the first time, I thought of it. And then when I saw it the second time, I almost felt like I was watching Jeepers Creepers. Creepers. Yeah. I was like, ooh, ew. Because the end of Jeepers Creepers, if anyone out there had seen it and remembers, is very disturbing. Yeah, it's very disturbing. Justin Long's face with no Eyes. eyes hollowed out and his skin hanging. Yeah. And it reminded me of that. Yeah, it did. How I... How ironic is that? It is. I wonder if that was done with that intention. Maybe. Maybe a little homage to his horror past. Yeah. So he's dead. The mother creature goes back to Tess, and you can tell that she's beckoning her to come back. Right, to come home with her. Tess says no. She calls her baby. The creature calls her baby. And for the first time in the whole movie, you are now sympathizing with the creature because Uh, you realize a lot of things right which we can discuss it actually makes me really sad it's very sad tess holds a gun to her head and i think the creature realizes what's going to happen and she kisses the creature kisses her mouth to pat it on the on her hand on her hand and puts it on like kissing tess on the forehead forehead with her finger with her finger yeah and it's such a touch it sounds weird it is touching. But it's a touching scene. Yeah. She doesn't like any mother would. Yeah. She realizes that she's going to die. She does because she could have just ripped that gun out of her hand. Yeah. She doesn't. Mm. And she still is telling her, I still love you. In a, right. In a, the way a mother would. Right. Tess pulls the trigger and it goes black and that's it. Right. The movie is over. You just see Tess getting up, injured, battered, dirty. Right. She is the quote-unquote final girl, mm-hmm. but injured and not beautifully yeah. leaving the scene. No, she looks like a, um, she's she's a, a mess. mess. She's a hot mess. And that's it. And that's the end. The movie is also ending with the song Be My Baby. Yeah. 
I love this movie. Me too. And I love it too. I, I, you know, now that we were talking about it, that final scene is just so, so sad. It really is. Because I keep hearing her, the mother creature, trying to say baby. Mm -hmm. And she, what I felt from that scene is that she wanted a child so much. She must have had a child. It probably died. God knows what kind of... whatever he did. Whatever he did. Mm -hmm. What went on down there? That, for all we know, and I think... I I think the homeless guy says it. That they're... It's like inbred. Everything down there. Yes. Which is... Is she... She's old enough. So this was going on before the 80s. That scene that we got from the 80s is just implying... That this is going on. Oh, yeah. This has been going on. She's one right. of his daughters. Right. But from many years of inbreeding, I think. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Which accounts yeah. for the deformities. Yeah. And the mental incapacity because she can barely speak. Right. All she knows how to say is baby. Barely. 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 she's like, Bubba. something right. like that. Yeah. You did that really well. Really? Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. But that made me so sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That ending with her mothering Tess, in spite of the fact that she knows she knows Tess is going to kill her. Yeah. She doesn't stop her. And she kisses her like that. And even Tess's face is like... She feels bad. She does. You can yeah. see her feeling bad. But I think at the same time, I think she kills her to put her out of her misery. Yeah. And it's not even for what's happened. Mm-hmm. Because it was all situational. But I do feel that she felt bad for her. I do think... So think about this. AJ is actually the only one in this for, part of the movie, besides the homeless man, probably. He is the only one that knows why that creature is. Mm-hmm. Technically. Probably. Right. Because Correct. of Frank. Right. Because Tess hasn't seen those movies. Tess doesn't know anything. No. She, she just knows that this is a creature that kidnapped me and is trying to baby me. Right. That's all she knows. Right. She, knows she doesn't know anything. That, that is such a good point. She has no clue. Actually, right. the person who probably knows the most is the homeless man. Right. And that also tells you if he's been there for 15 years. Mm-hmm. This goes back to how, well, I mean, the, we don't know how long that neighborhood has been abandoned, right. but it goes back to what I said earlier that how many times did this man bring a woman home and nobody really noticed anything? Right. Everyone's been blind except the homeless man who's yeah. been watching. For the last 15 years. And nobody's going to believe him. Of course not. We already saw. We already saw. That they weren't. Yeah. They're not going to. I do think Tess had a moment of humanity of, I'm putting this creature out of its misery. Yeah. Because this was a human, is a human, but is not. Right. Like, this is no way to live. Yeah. I think this movie is huge on feminism. Mm -hmm. And from what I've read, I know I keep saying that, but there's so much to read and listen to about this movie. And Mm -hmm. it comes to a consensus. And this is my firm belief in reading all this material that that ending of them two is a solidarity on women Mm -hmm. 
coming together, that yeah. they lived through barbarians in their life. <laughs> and I was just going to go there with that. Yeah. When the movie starts and you, fi- you, you initially meet Mother Creature, you think that's the barbarian. Right. But the truth is, she is not the barbarian. Mm-hmm. The two barbarians in this movie are Frank. And AJ. And AJ. And AJ is the most modern barbarian right. of our times right now. With right. things going on in society as they are going on. Right. He is the barbarian in this Correct. part of it. In the interview I was listening on that Big Picture podcast, it's funny that the director said he just named the movie Barbarian because he needed a title. He didn't really put thought into it, but it works so well. That is so weird. Isn't right? it weird? Yeah. That's why I love listening to those things because he just put a title. Mm-hmm. But now it's worked so well that it's incredible. Yeah. Um, he also mentioned that he had written up to when Keith dies and figured, okay, I'll just make a short film. Right. But now it turned into this phenomenon in a way in the horror community. He didn't expect this right. to get here. And I, I, I listened, I haven't finished listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting that on the day that his movie was going to go into production, mm-hmm. all hell broke loose. Yeah. Because- the person who was funding it died. Died, I know. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. That's devastating. Super interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. that Bill Skarsgård doesn't like horror. I found that so crazy. I did too. But, I was shocked. But he was Pennywise and he was also that, wasn't he that kid in that show? What show? Or is that somebody, or is that one oh, of them? Oh, yes. He was in um, Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Yes. Yes. That's so true. I forgot he was in that. I and kept thinking, I'm like, he's done something else. Such a creepy role yeah. in that show. Because yeah, he if you has... haven't seen it, it's a good show. It's worth a watch, it I is. think. It is. Um, it's Misery when she's... I can't remember her real Season name. two is Misery when she's young. Season one was a thing on its own. It's all very Stephen King. I mean, it yeah. is a Stephen King yeah. But it's based on that... Um, town. That, that, and that personality that person from the book misery yeah i can't remember her name in the the book anyway it doesn't matter i can't either but it's ironic that he would say he doesn't like horror movies i found that so shocking i was a little devastated i was like what (laughs) but he's done i know such an iconic role poor guy i wonder if he's like fuck now i'm stuck in a horror uh what is it like typecasting yeah well hey makes you money sir and you're great at it so unfortunately, unfortunately or fortunately because and face, now yeah i don't know if i've told you or if you've seen it but hbo is making a show called dairy like the town dairy yes, yes i saw that i saw that and if he's gonna be in it well he's pennywise <laughs> is he gonna be i don't in know it? i'd have to look it up i think he i think he's on the cover oh no hold on pause for a moment i'm gonna look this hold up. the door Okay, so I looked this up really quick because the curiosity was killing me. Um, But apparently it is still unclear if Skarsgård will return to play Pennywise. Well, I hope he does. I hope so too because honestly he did a great job. Yeah, he's great. The producer um, and director from It, the new version, Mm -hmm. is I believe a producer of that show. So it should be... 
very good. It is. It's the same guy. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. But I, I'm excited. And if he's not a horror fan at this point, then I guess he's just going to have to live with the fact that... Well, clearly, because he's still doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, unclear, <laughs> but I... Well, but, I mean, he made this movie. Yeah. So... Exactly. There you go. Exactly. I do want to point out something that I think is interesting. Now, I didn't notice it on the first watch. I did notice it the second time. When AJ gets to the Airbnb, he looks through the luggage mm-hmm. of the people who have been there. Right. As he's looking through one of the suitcases, apparently it's Tess's, but I didn't know whose it was because the clothes looked monotone. Right. There's a book that pops up. And I noticed it right away because they focus on it, but not. And oh, it's the, I didn't notice. What book? It's called Jane I- Irie. Oh, Jane Eyre. Or Jane Eyre. Okay. Yeah. That's, oh, that's right. You're they right. focus now on that you're it. Saying it. I remember. Of course, I looked this up. Uh huh. <clears throat> because it was there for a reason. There's mm-hmm. no way it would be in focus for no reason. That's a classic. And the premise of the book, I'm going to read it here. Is it involves a woman whose name is Bertha? Is she is held against her will in an attic by her husband in, of her husband's home, and she wanders around at night, and she is mistaken as a ghost by the person Jane, who is now the husband's the man's wife, the man's affection, mm-hmm. whatever. Very interesting because that's kind of what that basically gave you the whole movie away right then and there. But you don't know it. I mean, I've never heard of this book. I have to be honest. Really, I've never heard of it. So when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, well, I guess if you knew about it, that could be a huge hint. Obviously, I believe that. I think, and I'm almost 100 percent sure that I read it in high school because it was required reading. But I may have half-assed it because I didn't like being forced to read books in high school. Yeah, I didn't like that I liked that reading. I've always loved reading, but I never liked it when I was forced mm-hmm. to read a book. I hear you. Um, so it's a classic. It's been around for a long time. Well, they in high school, this was not one of them. Okay. That's why I'm saying I've never heard of it. But if you had, then seeing that would have been like a, oh, right, okay. Interesting. But how many people would that really click to? I don't know, but I noticed it on the second watch. Okay. But I wanted to point that out because I think that's a cute, cute is the wrong word. I think it's a brilliant Easter egg. Yeah. Just like, I'm telling I'm obsessed with that graffiti across the street saying the death from below. Mm-hmm. I still want to know what the meaning of this damn electric toothbrush is. In the bathroom. And they all focused the on scene. it twice. They yeah. were in the bathroom a lot, like what you're saying. And it goes back to maybe what was mentioned at the beginning of the episode, that the bathroom is a very vulnerable place. So mm-hmm. is a bedroom. Mm-hmm. But I think even more in the bathroom, because, I mean, you are, what I said, you're taking a shit in there. You're showering. You're naked in your bathroom. Most of the time, yes. It's also a place of cleansing, mm-hmm. right? Right. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It'd hmm. be interesting to really deep dive into I'm that. I'm going to have to look this up because <laughs> when we watched it this time, I noticed it so much. It was like, how many freaking scenes in bathrooms are we doing in this movie? Yeah. It's a very good point. You are probably onto something there. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing, and this is more of a funny, because you mentioned it earlier, 
there was so much advertising on these shoes oh, yeah. that Tess was wearing. Yes. Yes. It must be that Adidas, because they are Adidas. Um, Not to mention, I think your favorite. They are my favorite sneaker brand. I love Adidas. And just to see them focus on them so much, especially when she's going down the steps mm-hmm. initially, they focus on it. I do think that was intentional, probably oh, advertising. Of it was. It's product positioning. Because you know what? What? I want them. <laughs> And I want to buy them. I actually mentioned that I thought they were cute. And you know I'm not a big on sneakers. Correct. But now I want them. Of course you do. So just wanted to point that out because they they really focused on those shoes. (laughs) Well, the holidays are coming. Hey, it's on my wish list. (laughs) All right. So we can get into our categories now. Or, well, before we get there, any final thoughts, anything else analysis that you, I don't know. I think we've beat everything this movie is definitely one of those that i think that i don't know about you but i have movies that if i see them on tv oh playing, yeah I'll rewatchability stop. i don't care where yeah it is in the in mm-hmm. in the movie itself i'll finish watching it yeah and i think this might be one of those oh for sure this is an instant horror classic for me um for decades to come i think i mm-hmm. think it's one of those like the Shining, I rewatch every year at least once or more. And this uh, may I think be, it's more like more. It's more. And this, I think, will be in that rotation yeah. for me. It's so good. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I agree. then with that, uh, we can go into our categories. And if anything, I'm sure we'll keep ranting in those two. I know. Yep. <laughs> Sound and movie. Well, I mean, obviously, we love the Ricky Ticky. Yep. Is it Ricky Ticky? Yeah, it's Ricky, Ricky Ticky Tebby. Um, it's so shocking. It's fun. Now, for the score, I did notice, and I pointed it out to you when we were watching it, when Tess goes down to the labyrinth, when AJ is in the labyrinth, there is a heartbeat yes. sound music going on, mm-hmm. and it's giving you, the audience, that tension yeah. of, oh, shit, mm-hmm. something's going to happen. I think the song, Be My Baby, at the end is so appropriate. It's well done. Yeah, I know. It's obvious, but great. Yep. It's just the music is great <laughs> yeah um i have to agree with you 100 percent. that song ricky dicky tempe still plays in my mind every so often enough that i've looked it up and added it to my list on amazon music and on spotify um because i enjoy it I, it's a fun weird song it is it's very funky just like this movie yeah exactly it fits it just fine yeah and it yeah from beginning to end the sound makes the movie along with the actor, actors, the the theme of it, and all the weird moments that are awkward, that are funny, that are terrifying, that make your skin crawl. I think the the sound just adds, augments it. Absolutely. Yeah. Best scene. What is your best scene? You know, at first I, I was going to say that the whole of Act 1 is my favorite scene. Okay. Because of that awkward play between Tess and um, Keith. Keith. Mm -hmm. But when we started talking about it, I actually think my favorite scene is the end. Okay. My heart goes out. I know it sounds weird to the mother creature. Because it's just, it it makes me really sad to think about it. Mm Mm-hmm. All I can she see that. wanted was a baby and she wanted to take care of the baby. And she never probably got that chance. Or, and if she did, it probably died. 
Yeah. Or who the hell knows what Frank did. I was going to say, or Frank took them and... Did whatever. Abused. Yeah. Yep. So that's going to be mine. Okay. What's yours? It's the wine scene. (laughs) I... Like men, right? The movie men... This scene has not left my mind since we saw it at the theater Mm -hmm. because of how well played out it is, the awkwardness. Like I mentioned when we talked about it, it's just a well-rounded, awkward, well-done scene. Mm -hmm. And the the actors give it to them because they made it work so well. I I have to kudos to all the actors in this movie. Yep. All of them. Every single character had a purpose and served a purpose and it was perfect. Because sometimes you'll you'll watch a movie and you'll be like, well, what's the point of this? Correct. This added nothing to the movie. This character could have been a non-event, as I like to say. Yes. And we're sorry there might be some noise in the background. There's some construction going on. Yes. Um, But every single character was just perfect in this movie. Yep. Agree. Yeah. Which then goes best character. Mm Mm-hmm. Who's your best character? My best character is my is the most unlikable character. As AJ? well, yes. Okay. Because Justin Long, yes, he is older, and you can see it. He still looks in at some level like a five year old. Yeah, he has a very youthful look to him, even though he is he older has now. aged, yeah. and you. But he's still there, yeah. and that is very deceptive. And it leads you astray, especially because you already know the role that he usually plays. I don't think I've ever seen him play a role where he is an absolute bastard, asshole, arrogant fucker. The Sorry, only... I know that was a lot of explicatives, that lot. but that's and, and that brings out emotion in me. Mm. So that to me makes him the best character and the most un, the best unlikable character. All right, there was only one movie that I saw him in where he was. Kind of a jerk, but it was it was actually in a rom com. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, what was it called? Is that he's not that into he's you? not that into I love you. that movie. I do too. And you know I'm not a big rom com. Me fan. either, but that one I'll watch it anytime at yep. any point. Five Same minutes here. left, I don't care. He is a friendly jerk, right? Because he's doing the oh I just date girls, right? We have sex and we move on, right? And he's just being blunt with the main. That's the only time I've seen him be a jerk. So that's why seeing him here, I'm like, wow, he just amped it up. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember his character as much in that movie. Yeah. But this was on a whole different level. Oh, well, yeah. It totally is. completely different. Because he was funny in that. It is a romantic comedy. So, you know. Right. But I can see where he can turn it up. Yeah. And he did great. I want to see him in more roles like that. Me too. I really do. Mm Mm-hmm. And what about you? My best character, I did choose the obvious, which is Tess. But that's because I never hated her. I rooted for her. Mm -hmm. I liked that she wanted to help. Even not knowing these people, she definitely didn't know AJ. Yeah. And she helped him. She went back. And I think that's admirable. I think that's touching on a woman's motherly instinct Mm -hmm. which is to help help. and to have that um just help i can't think of the right word right now so i find that admirable i like that at the end she is not full of makeup and looks beautiful as a final girl Mm -hmm. she is roughed up Mm -hmm. and damaged probably from this situation (laughs) and i think she is powerful Mm mm-hmm 
She is. It's I, girl I power without being annoying. Right. It's just so great. Mm-hmm. You're right. She did an amazing job. I had a hard time with It was that. hard. And I also wanted to choose Keith, but I also thought, one, he's not in it that long. Two, is it because I just like Bill Skarsgård? I was going to say, you just have a particular fancy for Bill's. Right. So, so I didn't choose him. But I like your take on AJ because I have him as a, my, my best unlikable character because mm-hmm. he's great. Yeah. He's great to hate. Yeah. And he's great to go back and forth because what I was going to say about him was when he noticed what Frank was doing, he had, I think that was his only genuine moment mm-hmm. where he does see, okay, this is fucked. And he's, it's also touching on something with mm-hmm. him. He raped this girl. Right. This man was probably doing the same oh, thing. Without a doubt, this guy was doing so that. So was it another layer of guilt for him? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, I'm not this monster. Oh my <laughs> God. You just touched on it. I think it was a moment because obviously it changes it right changes away. It changes right away. But he had a moment of realizing that barbarian is me too. Right. Ha Hmm. <laughs> it just Good keeps one. going. Oh my god, we could just like spend days talking about this. Yes. So those are my picks. <laughs> what character would you be? I chose that you would be Tess, and I I had to, but <laughs> I had to fight putting the mother <laughs> oh, creature. You know what? I could see that because I can. You have a nurturing need to protect. Yes. So I, I had, but I didn't want you to be like I'm not. You know, but I wouldn't take it. Oh, come on. I, I wouldn't know, take it that way. And so, I could see that too. So I, I honestly retract Tess and I give you that you would be the mother creature. Fine with me. Just I not scary. I, I totally get it. That yeah. ending is if I were that mother creature, that's what I would do. I, I know. I would, <laughs> that's what made me. I oh, would, you would be her. In flight, try to save you, break that fall. Right. And yeah, you kill me, but I would still love you no matter what. Right. I think you would want to be killed at that point because yeah, that's horrible. I think that, that's no way to live. Plus the damage that she had. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, was because there was a lot of blood coming from her head. Oh, yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. She, I think she might have died eventually. Yeah. Well, you know, for you, I actually have a combo character. Ooh, tell me. <laughs> You're going to laugh. I see you as the homeless guy <laughs> okay. and Tess at the same time. The warning? The warning. Yeah. <laughs> and the part where Tess is standing at the foot of the basement, at the foot, no, at the top of the basement, and she says, nope. No, that's, she's at the the entrance to the secret hall. Yes, to the secret hall. Yeah. Yeah, that would be me, 100%. That's absolutely you. A lot of the stuff that she does, yeah, I, I could see you as being curious because we've been in those situations. Yes, I would. I'm not going to deny it. But you would be very cautious with the mirror and trying to see. You probably would not go down there. Unlike Tess, who did go down. Well, she went down because of Keith. Yeah. Well, which, no, but she did go into that little room. She did, but she went down the further. Right, because of Keith. Because of Keith. But which I, I might, too. I know right. I'm here bitching, like, why didn't you call for help? But I would probably go help. Right. Because. Well, look at your because. profession. Well, that, too. It's a natural thing. <laughs> it, you're a nurse. It's yeah. in you to help. Yeah. Um, so, well, thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. So you're like a combo character because you would definitely be the homeless guy saying, don't you go in there. Right. Get away. Listen to me. Yeah. Listen so, to me. 
It's okay. a combo deal. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Does it hold up? Oh, God, yes. yes. I mean, it's not that old anyway, but right. it does. But it could have been on a second watch, not that great. True. It could have not held up. Right. Sure did, though. Mm-hmm. All right. And now on to our seven rules on how to survive a horror movie. We watch these movies and see what rules are broken and rate it. Yep. All right. So rule number one, don't say hello or who's there. Rule number two, turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. Rule number four, don't go downstairs in the basement. (laughs) Or the attic. Yeah. Rule number five, why are you going in there if it says don't enter, no trespassing? Or the key code doesn't work. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead. And then rule number seven, no Ouija board or seance. I have four rules Four out of seven rules that are broken. I have going into the basement. Yep. Big one there. They split up. Mm -hmm. Keith and Tess. I mean, it wasn't by choice, but they do split up because Keith goes by himself. Right. I have Tess that says Keith, which to me counts as hello, who's there? Mm -hmm. And AJ, who flat out says hello, anybody there? Yeah. (laughs) And then I have actually make sure the bad guy is dead twice. Tess didn't make sure she was dead when she pinned her. Mm-hmm. the creature against the house and aj didn't really make sure she was dead right when he went down to see if tess was alive but we do know that at least the bad the first barbarian number one frank is dead oh for sure the real made, bad guy no 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 there's two bad guys here well both of them true they are both. there's no excusing aj true. at all so those are the rules that i have yep anything else you'd like to contribute nope just that that at least the bad guy, one of the bad guys was dead. And then, of course, the second one also died. Yep. Mm. Mm. It's true. Justice is served. All yeah. right. So four out of seven rules were broken. Pretty high. Yeah. And last but not least, Scream Award. How many times does Erica scream in a movie? <laughs> ah! I scream five out of five at the theater. Yeah. This time... Did not because i knew what was it was you too did fresh a couple of jumps yeah it was too fresh so i knew what was but coming the movie you did i was all over the very place. loudly i might had eh, is this the good. movie that we saw that we were alone in the no theater? alone was that pearl i think that was pearl oh uh, okay this one actually had people okay all right so all right and we watched this movie on hbo max with our hbo max subscription and you can rent it on amazon voodoo apple tv youtube Well, I'm sad to say that's a wrap because I could go on and on about this movie. Yeah. This has been super fun, Mom. Yeah, it sure has. Awesome. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for joining us today at Horror Cafe. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook with our handle at Horror Cafe Podcast. And we also have a website, horrorcafepodcast.com. Please comment, like, subscribe, send us emails. We'd love to hear from you. We love feedback and fan mail. I get really excited when I get an email from our followers. And please send us emails because we really read them and we do reply. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll really help us out. You can leave the star review. And if you can leave a comment, that would be great too. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. And until next time... Stay spooky. Bye, everyone. Bye.